If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. And get this right from your phone. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it could be heard on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I know that I'm not the only one going through this. I am a dreamer. I dream. I have vision. When I close my eyes, you can just only imagine the certain things just populating me. I got billions of dollars floating around in my mind. But the thing is, I, I'm tired of dreaming. So to my dreamers, are you making moves towards your dreams? If not, then what are you waiting on? What is really stopping you from moving towards the dream? Let's talk about it. I remember like it was yesterday. I was six years old. Six. Now I've always been the type of person that liked attention. I would always dream that I would be on someone else's stage and singing and performing. Musicals just, uh, I love them. These are thoughts that I remembered when I was young, like young. I'm going to be a singer. Well, my family had a choir. We're a pretty big deal in our town. And I remember distinctly, they put a microphone in front of my face. And I was so excited. I was nervous, but I was excited. I said, okay, (laughs) yo, let's go. And as soon as I started singing, I was petrified. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't even finish couldn't even finish the song see in my mind I sounded like everybody that I heard on the radio or better I remember singing along to everybody and thinking to myself I sound just like them but see this was the first time that I heard my voice amplified and with all the strong singers in my family I thought I was this lioness you know but I was just a little cub and that was the first time that I felt shame and embarrassment. And I felt in that moment, I could never be a singer. So I shot in the background. I never picked up a solo. Whenever anybody tried to put a microphone in my face, I would shun them. I never sang up front after that. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. So fast forward, I don't know, maybe about 10, 15 years later, I remember sitting in the back and everybody's adrenaline is just going and you hear them warming up in scales and talking and laughing and just excited. And I am so withdrawn and I am in this corner in the back beating myself up. Why did you sign up for this competition? Why did you sign up for this? It took everything in my power not to run out the back. But the only reason why I didn't is because I practiced for months. I practiced 
every single note, every single run, all of my movements, everything I was going to do. I practiced it and I felt, I knew for a fact, I knew for sure I had beat this stage fright. <clears throat> they called my name. I got up on stage. It was quiet. You know, you heard people murmuring. Then the music came on and then I start singing. I was shaking like a leaf. Shaking. Just just literally shaking. I couldn't do it. But I had practiced so hard, I needed to finish. So I said, you know what? Let me just get through this song. I couldn't see anything but the lights. In the beginning, people started cheering for me. And then my stage fright went away. Then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, sis. You know, okay, I, I I don't sound like this little cub anymore. You know, I'm a little bit grown. I, I, I feel better. But then midway through the song, the hooting and hollering stopped. The cheers stopped. It was so quiet. You could hear a pin drop. And this was a fast, up-tempo song. And I specifically chose this because I knew that it would get the crowd going. And they got, they, they started. Then they stopped. And I was like, oh, my God. And the only thing I kept thinking was get through the song, get through the song, get through the song, get through the song. I got through the song. It ended. I took this sigh of relief and I began to walk off the stage. And the crowd erupts. Erupts like cheering, yelling, screaming, laughing, ovations, all of this. And I'm a nervous wreck. I walk off the stage and a pool of sweat just appears out of nowhere. And now it's on the floor like I just had, like my water just broke. I don't know. When I tell you the stage fright manifests for me physically and mentally, it is real. It is a real thing for me. See what happened when I was younger. You know, if anyone knows me, they know I'm a really big sports fan. I love sports. And then when anytime any athlete makes an error, you want to make it your mission as a coach to go back to that person so they can get that mistake out of their head. But see, at a young age, I didn't do that. And so every time I picked up a microphone, I turned six years old again. I was going to feel that shame and embarrassment. I was going to feel like that little cub. I was going to be scrutinized. Everybody was going to laugh at me. So I would turn away from performing. I couldn't do it. It was hard. It was so difficult for me and people never understood why. It was really difficult for me because every time I touched a microphone, I felt like I was six years old again. Fear of failure. Not wanting to be embarrassed. Not wanting to feel that shame. See, that in itself is called a tickophobia. A tickophobia. The fear of failure. Now, the crazy part about a phobia, not when you stray away from, move away from a fear, it becomes a phobia because you now have given that fear power. You have not conquered the fear. So the fear has now morphed into a phobia. It is so difficult to face a fear. So if you have this innate fear of failure, then you don't want to take risks. You don't want to seem imperfect if you're a perfectionist. 
you will probably procrastinate. You will self-sabotage. So you being a dreamer and having this larger than life dream in your mind. One of the roadblocks that you can have is a fear of failure, a tickophobia. And just imagine you have compounding roadblocks that literally stop you in your tracks anytime you move towards a dream. You're afraid to fail. But let me throw this statistic out. I was down my YouTube rabbit hole one day. I, I, I always tell you guys about me watching YouTube. I mean, I work from home. So, of course, me going down the YouTube rabbit hole does not matter. It happens often. Now, during this one particular rabbit hole I went down, there was an ad that popped up in Kim Coles, which was she's an African-American comedian. Uh, came on and discussed her imposter syndrome, which is whew, OK. And, you know, it then talked about it's going into the teachable series where you're you're starting to get those that are successful to come in and talk about the different things that that have kind of stopped them from going which i cannot wait i love things like that um but it starts spewing off some facts about fear and most of us who have this fear fear of failure in particular you know we sit here and we have this idea that we are going to live out our worst fear our worst case scenario but of all of us, 100% of us who feel as though we're going to live out that worst fear, only 3% actually do. So we are living for 3% of a possibility. Do you know how ridiculous that is? If you sit down and think about it, how ridiculous is it that you, there is a 3% chance that it's going to rain. 3% chance that it's going to rain. Would you stay in the house because you felt like it was going to rain? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. So why is it we stop in our tracks when it comes to fear? Why? I tell you why. It's because we've hyped things up so far in our head that we actually believe the hype. We believe the worst case scenario. It has no choice but to happen. So we would much rather avoid any of that than actually confronting it head on. It is very, very difficult, difficult, very difficult to confront fear. Very difficult to move past something that you think you have a possibility of failure. One, it's amazing to me how much the word failure continues to pop up that has popped up so much in the past two weeks for me. Fear, failure, fear, failure, fear, failure. I was scrolling through my IG and I think I saved it to my collections. I really need to look it up to see exactly who it was that said this, but it was a young lady and I sat there and listened and I don't know why. I don't know why it even popped up on my feed, but it did. And I'm thankful that it did because she said that her father encouraged her and her brother to fail at something daily they would sit down at dinner and he would ask them what did you fail at today and would express disappointment when they didn't now she thought that it was weird but as she got older and realized exactly what her father did he gave her a different relationship with failure 
See, we have a lot of us as dreamers have a negative relationship with failure. But if you are conditioned to know that you are going to fail and failure is going to happen and you just have to pick yourself up and move on, you would absolutely have a different opinion of failure. Right. Right. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. When I when I listen to that, I, I would think to myself how different life would be if I had a different relationship with failure. The fear of failure has paralyzed me for years. For years. And I don't have a failure, just a fear of failure. I have compounding things going on in this mind bubble like it's crazy. That stops me. From doing something that my heart gets jubilant and excited about. And that is honestly ridiculous. But that is truthful for a lot of us. We'd much rather play it safe. We'd much rather stay in that nine to five because it's safe. It's safe. There's no risk involved. Or the risk is minor compared to you doing what's in your heart and actually stepping out and doing it. I mean, a nine to five is safe. And a lot of us get really comfortable with that safety, knowing that we need to move a little bit further away from it. I am embarrassed at how much trauma has evolved with that six-year-old girl and that microphone. Someone who me, I, I love to sing. When I tell you singing soothes me, it's like a security blanket for me. I love to sing. But to genuinely feel a physical, to genuinely feel like you are going to lose your mind if you actually do it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And people who listen to me, they'll say, oh, my gosh, you have the voice of an angel. And I'll look at them and I'm like, mm, thank you. Don't ask me to sing nowhere. <laughs> Bro. We have to change our relationship with fear. We have to change our relationship with failure. We can't allow failure to stop us. It's a roadblock. And so part two of this is expressing how, guess what? It's not as bad as we assume. It's not as bad as we think. I spent the latter half of 2020 facing fears. And I was pissed off at the fact that I allowed the mere thought of something stop me. And once I pushed myself to do it, it wasn't even that bad. So let's change the narrative with fear. Let's change that narrative with failure. <laughs>